when people are consulting with us on, you know, I want to start a podcast, I'll ask kind of these general questions. I'm like, you know, they would say, I want to talk about this one thing specifically. I'm like, that's fantastic because it's niched down. That's great. Uh, could you do that on a weekly day basis for the next three years? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently. So if you're a marketer, small business owner, we love you and try to provide you as much value as we can around digital marketing, specifically video marketing and how to connect with your audience bring value to them and make sure that you are um, serving first before mm-hmm. you go into any type of sale or any type of uh, pitch or offer like that. So uh, I am joined as always by my awesome co-host, Miss Lauren Lewis. Say what's up, Lauren. What's up? Glad to be here. Yes, we are hanging out. Uh, we got our producer Lane in the background. We've already made him jump on camera and uh, he's just trying to stay behind the camera as much as possible. <laughs> but you guys Show some love for Lane at some point here. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to dive into uh, really how to structure a podcast episode. Yep. Right? Yep. And what that looks like. We put together a small guide uh, to kind of help and really shows our process of what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to uh, be able to share that with you guys too. So uh, make sure you check out the show notes at GoRogueX.com if you would like to download this. We'll have that available there in in this show notes uh, episode. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, But we want to obviously help you as much as possible, especially if you're already doing a podcast and Mm -hmm. kind of struggling a little bit. Um, We want to obviously provide you that value. So on top of that, uh, we just kind of kick things off a little bit differently right lauren we do all right so (laughs) what do we got today all right we start our episodes with what are you obsessed with this week so what are you obsessed with lauren okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh i if you know me i'm a big snacker i really like to have interesting snacks i also really like to shop at aldi's where there are some weird snacks there so i found it's a long name but buddha bowl Himalayan Gosh. pink popcorn. Okay. Like pink salt? Yeah. Himalayan pink So it's okay, all okay, organic. Sorry. Okay, okay. It's yeah, not yeah. pink. I wouldn't buy oh, it sorry. if it was pink. Okay. <laughs> um, you never know. I like pink. That usually means like, like strawberry like mm-hmm. popcorn. Ew, no. Strawberry popcorn. Like where you have like a popcorn ball. Have you ever had a popcorn ball and they have like the, like Christmas the, coat, yeah, the yeah, coating yeah. of like pop pink? I'm I've never had a okay. hot pink popcorn. Okay. Okay. I, I, I take it back. Anyway. Anyway, tell us. Yes. Okay. Please. So it's like all organic and it's just um, organic popcorn with organic coconut oil and Himalayan sea salt, pink mm. sea salt. Mm. And that's it. Nice. It's really good. Nice. It's a good nice. snack. Yeah. So awesome. I have been really enjoying it. I think I'm going to come back, go back and buy a, a few more bags because it's a limited time thing. It, uh, it'll disappear in two weeks. Is it because there's only so much Himalayan salt? No, I, I think there's know. a lot of that. Okay. You never know. You never know. Um, All right, Brian, what are you obsessed with? <laughs> pink so, popcorn balls. Pink popcorn balls. That's good. Don't pop your peas on the podcast, by the way. Right? Yeah. That's that is a thing, and I do it all the time. It's terrible. It's it's one of those things that you should not do while recording a podcast. We should put that in the guide. Don't don't pop your peas. <laughs> anyway. I'm laying, shaking his head here. All right. So what I'm obsessed with this week, actually, uh, you know, I usually go the TV route. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, I just look 
forward to like sitting on the couch with my wife every night after the oh. our little toddlers have just torn up everything and we're exhausted. <laughs> we usually start something and fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to go into all that. Um, so this week, for some reason, I got back on my uh, intermittent fasting kick. Okay. And I just always feel I feel so much better. Oh. Every time I do it. So well, I've, uh, you know, learning what is healthy and what is not obviously right. not eating all day. Yeah. Every single day is not good for you. Right. Right. So if you guys didn't know, Lane, our producer does uh, American Ninja Warrior mm-hmm. type stuff or just say ninja stuff. He's a ninja. <laughs> That's why you can't see him right now. He's hiding. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, Lane is an inspiration to me. I mean, dude's like, you know, jumping all over the place and bars and. So you feel like your intermittent fasting is going to get much, you to that level? It's, you know what? It's a step. Okay. It's direction. a step. Okay. It's a step. So. Intermittent fasting sounds just atrocious to me. Yeah. It really, that's because I have a crazy oh, high yeah, metabolism true. and I feel like I'm going to die if I don't eat. Yeah. I can I, literally, I mean, I go all day and I'm fine. It's crazy. It's probably not healthy. That's not the, healthy. Because I think you're supposed to structure it a little bit better. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, at one o'clock I can eat to this you know, point in time. Uh, but then I forget. And then oh. I'll go to like five o'clock. And then I'm like dinner time. And I'm like, uh, I eat a little bit. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm living <laughs> off coffee. Anyway. All right. Uh, so that is a hard transition. It is very hard. structure of <laughs> podcast episode. Uh, you can learn from our mistakes mm-hmm. uh, by probably not doing what we've done. But you know what? We we chose, and this is just kind of behind the scenes a little bit, but we chose to actually do um, kind of a get to know you, mm-hmm. right? And a little bit about us. Right. Um, and what we are obsessed with in, during the week is actually something that's kind of let you into our lives, yeah. right? To make that connection. So when you're structuring your podcast episode, it's actually, uh, I would say, make it your own, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of options for that. And that's the one we chose. Sure. So Absolutely. Anyway, I think we're, I mean, our slogan is do marketing differently. That's true. So We're, we're a little different. We didn't <laughs> know that already or could see that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Lauren, let's go ahead and kick off this, uh, this awesome episode right. of how to structure a podcast. All right. So um, I think a lot of people say, you know, I could talk about something for hours. And so they go in, they say, I'm just going to wing it and I'm just going to do it. Um, And honestly, that's probably really not a good idea. Yeah, no, don't do that. Um, While you might be able to provide some content mixed into your long rant on whatever topic that might be, (laughs) um, really having a strategic mindset behind your podcast episodes is going to really provide a lot more value to your listeners and to a larger audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it kind of starts with choosing a topic. And um, that sounds pretty easy in itself. Um, But really, there's a I don't know. There's a science behind it, really, of learning um, to choose a topic that's not too broad. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not trying to cover so many things, uh, but not being so specific that you have no content whatsoever to really cover, um, depending on how long your podcast is. True. Um, True. So um, what I typically do or what Brian and I do is thinking about our target demographic. Um, If you've set up your podcast, you probably have already decided, okay, this is the audience I'm going for. Um, so thinking about that audience is like, how can I provide that audience value um, through this particular topic? Because if you think that they aren't going to be super interested in why would you do it? Yeah. So yeah. Um, doing that and then thinking about if I talk about this particular topic, um, what is the intended outcome? 
um, what are you hoping they're going to walk away with? Because there's a lot of topics that kind of become more fluff pieces, Mm -hmm. but they're not really walking away with anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. That's especially when you talk about your audience specifically, like you want those like-minded people. Um, But I mean, let's use an example here. Like I want to talk about sports. I want to podcast about Uh sports. Great. Well, (laughs) <laughs> about all sports, right? That's very broad. So we drill so it down. Broad. I want to talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. All of basketball, no professional. Okay. What prof- professional team? Okay. Mm-hmm. We can kind of drill down and all of a sudden you'll find kind of what they talk about is your thousand true fans. Like that's where you really yeah. want to be um, is in that thousand true fans area, not necessarily the millions of people. Sure. Um, and so I always, especially when, when people are consulting with us on, you know, I want to start a podcast. I'll ask kind of these general questions. I'm like, you know, they would say, I want to talk about this one thing specifically. I'm like, that's fantastic because it's niched down. That's great. Uh, could you do that on a weekly day basis for the next three years? Yeah. A lot of times <laughs> it's fun because you have, you probably have a solid five to 10 episodes in mm-hmm. you, right? Uh, but you're talking about 52 weeks in a year. You're talking about uh, consistently producing that. And that is something that I always try to make sure I'm like, it's fun. It's a, it's a, something interesting to talk about, yeah. but make sure it's not too narrowed down. Make sure you have a broad yeah. uh, base to start off of. Um, but then obviously make sure that you, it's a passion, but also uh, makes sense in the long run too. So Absolutely. Um, so when you have that topic and you've really kind of whittled it down to exactly what you want it to be, um, we always recommend choosing an engaging title that gives intrigue. Um, so, um, a term that I I don't like, but kind of clickbait, you know, kind of why Mm -hmm. are they going to click on and why are they going to listen to your episode? Um, even people who are subscribed, you know, if they've been subscribed for you for a while, they may have stopped, you know, listening or what's going to make them jump back on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and so uh, really giving them a reason behind or maybe even presenting the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we recently talked about um, LinkedIn and some of the stereotypes. So maybe doing a title of, you know, why you should be on LinkedIn or, yeah. you know, so things like that, at least, you know, rather than just saying LinkedIn. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> your one word. Yes. Clickbait title. <laughs> or we're talking about yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. But it could be five reasons why marketing works on LinkedIn. Your listicle. My listicle. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. She said the word listicle, not me. And she hates that word. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so that that would be obviously a more engaging topic yeah. or a more engaging uh, headline. But then also on top of this, and this is something that we we are learning, mm-hmm. you know, as well and working with different clients and stuff. Um, but being able to even uh, make it not controversial, but you want to right. evoke a little bit of emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about a headline, um, it may be like something like why why you should why you're already too late to join LinkedIn marketing. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, I was thinking like man. why are you behind? Oh. Her, but that's even better. You know what? I just made that up on the spot. Yeah. Call me if you need those headlines. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else other than on top of that. But that, but that's the type of thing, though, you want to make sure that your podcast episode right. has that engaging, maybe even a little bit of controversial sure. type stuff. So um, one we we kind of talk about, actually, one of the made bigger successes for uh, like our church, The Grove. Uh-huh. Um, there's a blog series that we help out on. And one of our elders, Scott Sutton, actually wrote a blog of why I don't tithe anymore. Yeah. And so that one, obviously it, it, you're like, wait a second, this guy doesn't give money to the church anymore. There's a little bit of pull to it. It also kind of evokes a little bit of emotion. It's like he's involved in the church and he doesn't give like, Mm -hmm. kind of a little like, 
you know, and so it was one of those that it made sense once you actually read it, because obviously uh, he's doing a lot more than just giving his 10 percent. Right. And so there's way more involved with that. And so that's what you want to kind of evoke to get that hook and make sure to get people to actually read your blog post, listen to your podcast. So these are things that you want to think about when structuring out the actual episode itself. Yeah. So after you get the title, um, kind of going into your intro for your episode. Um, so walk us through, Brian, what is a good, solid intro to your show? Yeah, you need to say, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Go Rogue <laughs> podcast. Right. Um, I would say that especially intro. So with our, our show that you're listening right now, we've taken a clip out of the middle of it, a good, good, you know, clipped at 15 yep. seconds, maybe to kind of hook people into the episode to let them know what it's about. So you read the the title of it. Mm-hmm. Now you get uh, just a little sound bite before it goes into the intro music. Um, but I think it's very, very vital that you say at least the same thing or something similar mm-hmm. close to it when you're introducing your show. So ours is go Rogue podcast where we like to do marketing differently, where you'd like to serve first, um, make sure your audience is valuable, make sure you're providing them content. So I always intro our, our podcast in general to let them know, Hey, this is for who, you know, marketers and small business owners. This is what you're going to gain out of this episode, right? This is the, the topics that we're going to talk about. It's going to bring value to you in this way. Um, and then basically go into the content, but that kind of at least, you know, it, it gives the time back to the person who's listening sure, because sure. you want to be, you know, respectful of that. And so, um, that's, that's a big piece of this that I think kind of starts off at least kicks off the, the episode itself. Right. And I think um, it can be kind of a rough transition if you say, hey, welcome. And then you just go right into your main content. Yeah, yeah. And so we, as you can see from our podcast, we do a fun warm up where we ask, like, what are you obsessed with this week? And we do this. Um, it's great for insight into our lives and who we are personally. Um, but we also found it really helps with our guests. Um, mm-hmm. They might be they've never been on a podcast before um, and they're a little bit nervous and asking them a personal question of just something, share something about your week or those kind of things, help them to start talking and kind of get some of those Ooh, jitters yeah. out before you get into your main content. So yeah. they feel clear headed and ready to go when you're actually getting into the main meat of your episode. Yeah. 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 Especially if you dive into the heavy stuff automatically. Oh gosh, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I, I started podcasts a long time ago and that was one of the things that we did was it was like, we felt like we had to make it very business, mm-hmm. very like intentional. Um, and I don't like to listen to those types of you know mm-hmm. shows. And so think about that too, like what you like to listen to, what you don't. Um, a lot of times it is more conversational. Yeah. That's what, because you feel like you're part of it. So if you feel connected right now, we try to do that and we're intentional about that. Sure. And it doesn't have to be something that's like goofy or funny. I mean, obviously you need to sense the tone of your podcast. I mean, if you're a serious, like, I don't know, news and political podcast, yeah, you yeah, may yeah. not do yeah. that, but you sure. can also do updates on what's going on in your industry or what's in the category of your po- podcast and everything, mm-hmm. all those things just to kind of get your audience a little bit warmed up and ready to go. Um, and you can kind of tie it into going a transition into your main content. Yeah. Yeah, so, I love it. Um, so that kind of transitions us right into the main content piece. Um, and so I, my suggestion, at least what I think about, is kind of problem solution, kind of presenting to your audience what you're talking about. And I always think in problem solution mode, but mm. um, of what is the problem that your audience is facing, kind of painting that picture of the reality that they have, um, and then going into your main content, which might be the solution to that 
or the ways that you found to overcome that particular thing. Yeah. And I think that's good too. To, you talk about like just training. And so Lauren, mm -hmm. you were a teacher at, at yeah. one point. So um, me, I've done a lot of corporate trainings and different things like that. And you always want to tell them what they're going to learn. Mm -hmm. And then while you're telling them what they're going to learn at the end of it, you're going to tell tell them what they learned. You're basically right. repeating yourself consistently, like reassuring them, like, this is the reason you're here. I'm guiding you through this. Um, and I think that goes back to the, especially the beginning, like, here's the problem that you have. Mm -hmm. And if you can explain that problem uh, to them in a way that they couldn't even explain it to themselves, yeah. uh, a lot of times you'll, you'll automatically hook somebody to make sure that they listen to the entire episode. Um, especially if you show, Hey, I'm going to be bringing you some value. That's one of those things that if you haven't, already checked out uh, my interview with Pat Flynn mm -hmm. of Smart Passive Income Income episode 15. He goes into that. He's like, it's all about explaining the problem that that your audience has better than they can explain it. And all of a sudden, you know that you've got a you've got somebody that'll be hooked in. Right. And I think when you are talking about that, um, having confidence and really establishing yourself as an authority on the topic. And if you don't have a huge following that maybe you don't feel like I'm not very established, um, kind of going back to my teacher days is really okay, bring in the evidence of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times what my suggestion is to really do some research. The more prepared you are, the better the episode's going to be anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but getting some quotes for your audience that, hey, I've actually found other research that supports what I'm talking about. And it just adds a little bit more flavor to your podcast anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just find that very, very useful. Yeah. And that was actually something that when we started this, I didn't I've never used quotes like that. And so Lauren came out of the gate with like, hey, I've got an awesome quote from such and such. And I was like, oh, I like that. That was actually pretty cool. And so it obviously got got you thinking about the problem and, mm -hmm. and the topic that you're going to that you're going to dive into um, rather than just doing kind of like we did on this episode. We just kind of dove into it. Sure. A little, a little too heavy. But we, we did the thing wrong. Don't do what we just did on this one. <laughs> Uh, listen to other episodes. So, um, but it is that it's making sure to, uh, to obviously have that nice, easy transition, mm -hmm. especially um, that helps with uh, thinking about the problem. So, yeah. And I think really with the episode guide that we're kind of working through is that if you wing it, a lot of times you're missing a lot of good content. Maybe you forgot certain things um, and it's just, you might be all over the place. Um, and so part of that is when we have this structure, you can present to your audience why they should care. And yeah. I think that's really important because you can present a problem, you can present the solution, but really your audience is asking, why do I need to act? Yeah. And so when you can really strategically move your episode that way, um, it really is impactful to your audience. They're left saying, okay, I want to follow your call to action. I want to do what you said because I have found meaning in what you provided. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Um, and Lauren's saying that to be prepared for the podcast, because there's a lot of times I'm not as prepared as I should be. So there, I think there was a little bit of a dig, maybe some passive aggressiveness. I don't know. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know. Um, but another thing to think about is there are a lot of podcasts that they just, um, it might be just you, it might be you and a co-host. Um, but then when you have guests, it does add a little bit of a difference onto your episode. And so preparing questions, mm -hmm. um, you might be able to have a natural conversation with the guests, but there's those moments where you have those awkward pauses. And if you've prepared questions ahead of time, it really, really helps you to kind of Breathe one, and then mm -hmm. two, um, to really continue to move that interview along um, in a productive way, and that really also gives just more value to your audience. 
Well, that's a, yeah. Thinking intentionally about those questions too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's not just, Hey, I'm going to ask random things, um, <laughs> but following a path. Right. And so a lot of times what we like to do is, uh, especially with our guests is get a story from them. Right. Mm-hmm. So like even with Austin's uh, episode uh, here recently, we did with uh, tacos for life founder, uh, co-founder Austin Samuelson. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Did you say co-found? Never mind. Tacos co-founding. <laughs> Of tacos and life. Uh, he did it Anyways. all. He's done it all, people. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what I said? I literally had a Red Bull. So you have your coffee here, but I didn't even know she had coffee. And like, oh, anyway, she had the Red Bull. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So going into his episode, I and mean, we talked about basically the story because people love to hear the story, right? Yeah. They love to hear how it started, where they were. And a lot of times those questions and follow up questions are even as even a even as important as the original question itself. Sure. So asking, you know, he's, if he says, yeah, you know, we started uh, when we first went to Africa and saw the need for food um, in that place. And so when a follow-up question to that would be, you know, what were you feeling in that moment? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's a good, like kind of probing to kind of get even deeper into an emotional level that he was experiencing in that moment. And it kind of brings him back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of takes us with him into that, that moment. He can tell us about it. And so those are a lot of times, you know, that feeling, how did you feel in that moment? What were you thinking in that moment? Where were, where were your thoughts going when you heard that news or whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, especially around that story piece can really be impactful for the questions you're asking. Now, if you're doing a podcast episode on, you know, business stuff. Sure. I mean, you can still even go into that, even on a non-emotional level. Um, you can kind of dive into, you know, when you were going through, when you guys were, you know, launching a new product, you know, what were, did you guys have any kind of fears that it wouldn't mm-hmm. succeed? So you can, you can still, you know, connect that human humanity uh, level with that too, with those questions. So. Sure. And I think, I mean, we're talking about preparing for your episode um, prepare your guests too. Um, allow them to know, um, kind of the structure of your podcast. This is what we do. These are the questions that we ask. We always tell our, our guests like, Hey, you know, we're going to talk about what are you obsessed with? And we also present the questions that we're going to ask them just that way they know. And if there was something that they're like, Hey, I don't really want to talk about that, that we're aware of that. Cause that could be awkward on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, Just a little, especially if you do a live show, you know, that may be one of those, cause there's a lot of people that do Facebook lives. (laughs) Um, and different live podcast right. episodes. Uh, yeah, you don't want that going live. You want to right. be respectful of them because uh, that could that could turn fun. Right. A memorable episode. That could <laughs> so be a sorry. very memorable episode. Yeah. I mean, we even tell them like we do a rapid fire questions at the mm-hmm. very end. That kind of is like our hidden track. And we even let them know that so they're not thrown off that we're doing something kind of different or weird or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that just kind of helps with your um, just the prep for the episode. Um, also one of the great things is if you've got a really active, um, audience that's listening to your podcast is to ask them what they want to know from a particular guest, especially if you have a bigger name guest coming on and to poll your listeners and say, Hey, what questions do you want to ask? You don't have to ask any of those questions. Um, you can choose the best ones or you can ask them all. Um, but it is a great way to connect your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, because that's who you're doing it for. So obviously getting their insight, you would love to know your audience, their take on the, uh, the, the topic or even the guests in general. So we've done that actually several times and you guys have been great about responding and we've mm-hmm. gotten some great questions to ask and even things that I hadn't thought of. So I think it's, sure. uh, it's definitely a, a valuable resource that you should take advantage of. So, yeah. So once you've kind of gone through your main content, you've gone through your questions and everything, um, reminding your audience, we're kind of transitioning to your outros, what you call it, um, uh, what you've talked about and why they should care. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of giving that recap and then you transition into your outro. So what is in an outro, a good outro, Brian? 
Uh, a good one or what we do? I don't know. <laughs> a <that>? good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's uh, important to um, obviously thank the people, right? Yeah, so thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you you know tell them. You don't want to give them too many calls to action. Uh, you don't want to tell them, hey, make sure you go to Instagram. Make sure you go to Facebook. Make sure you go to YouTube. Make sure you go. To, like, no, give them give them the very clear action that they can do. Yeah. Um, but even even with that, uh, you know, I, I think I think I think the. Uh, OK, so I was in abandoned college. We're going we're gonna, to right. go back real quick. OK, uh, I was in abandoned college. and We paid, played in a battle of the bands. OK. And uh, we were by far the best, even though they didn't pick us. And that's fine. Um, But yeah, so there was this band, though, that kept that kept playing. And they actually uh, just kind of like ended a song awkwardly. And I still remember that. And I was like, man, I don't ever want to ever do that and never be in that position where you don't have an ending to something that you're doing. Right. And so especially with a podcast, like have your, you know, kind of like we talked about the intro, Mm -hmm. have your thing that you say. And then at the end of it thank them, let them know where they can get the valuable tools and resources and different things like that. And on a marketing level, you want them to drive traffic back to your website. You want them to go there um, because then they can learn more about you and more about products and services. And obviously if you have an email funnel, there's all kinds of things that you want to direct them um, to obviously start that connection with them. And so um, I think that would be, um, am I just rambling? Am I not able to like, I'm not ending even this thought. So uh, again, don't do what we do. Right. Just do what we say. <laughs> right. That's a parent, terrible parenting tactic. So. so, yes, what Brian is um, definitely talking about and to jump on that is um, having a really solid call to action. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of a fancy term. But what do you want your audience to do um, and what can they do now? So that's very important. If it's something like, you know, in a couple of weeks, maybe give us a call. It's kind of weird. Um, they want to yeah. be able to do it now yeah. um, and decide one action. You know, you can call. Maybe you can go online and book an appointment or you could go to our social media media challenges, all those, you know, all those things and um, choose one. Yeah. Um, don't, over, don't overwhelm them. Yeah. I mean, really. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing that we kind of talk about is just making sure um, if people want to know more about you personally or specifically your guests, which is very yes. important, yeah. um, giving them, um, hey, where can we find you or their social media handles or, or their website or the product that they yeah. might be promoting or things like that. Yeah. Where if people want to connect with you, where can they find out more information about sure. you? Yeah. So, and you'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of people, even people who are busy or somewhat semi-famous, um, a lot of times we'll make time for people who yeah, have genuine questions and want to connect. So I think it's, I think it's great. So one of our calls to action, yes, or our call to action for this episode is if you want this free podcast episode guide, mm-hmm. uh, you can go check it out at gorogex.com and it will be available on our blog. Yeah. on this episode. So make sure that you guys go there. If you're not already on our website, um, check that out. We, we provide all the links and resources and everything there for you. So, um, but is there anything left, Lauren? Is that it? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing is if you are listening and you don't have a podcast. Yes. If you don't have a podcast, let us know. We would love to even help you with this, give you some good ideas. Sure. Um, I have coffee with people all the time who have ideas and I'll help flush those out. And then obviously we produce podcasts for yep. um, lots of people and content creation and that's what we do. And we'd love to help you with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I, I said again, make sure you go check out, check out uh, um, go roguex.com for all the news resources, tools, all the stuff, all the podcast episodes that we have there and everything. Um, we try to bring you guys the most value that we can. 
and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks. All right, Lauren, you ready? You ready? I, hey, are you ready? I am ready. All right. I picked some weird ones here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there we go. Okay. If you moved to Sesame Street. Oh, goodness. Who would you want as your neighbor and why? Oscar the Grouch. Okay. Yeah. And his were warm, slimy? Yeah. Okay. He's not going to bother me. He's not going to be like, Elmo's loud. That was really scary. <laughs> was it? See, Alex always tells me my Elmo impressions like, super creepy it is okay i won't do that again i apologize <laughs> to everybody out there um yeah so oscar the grouch because i mean dude is gonna be like i'm not gonna talk to him he's not gonna talk to me but what if you're making too much noise uh, he's grouchy he is i'm grouchy too though i did tell some kids to get out of my front yard the other night oh. but it was late they were like standing out there playing music really loudly and alex was like i was like this is bothering she's like no i legit walked in out your there. yard yeah, they were parked and they were walking on the sidewalk. I see. Okay. I was going to say your yard is Here's not. Anyway, <laughs> I got a small yard. I get it. But still, it's my space. All right. Grou- grouchy old man. What about you? Uh, Grover. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hi. He's like He's super so annoying. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> still like for all this sesame people. <laughs> like, all right, turning this podcast off. This guy is He's terrible. Super weird. He is super weird. So it would be like an interesting yeah. neighbor. You'd uh, always have like a story and there's chickens flying around. <laughs> and, you know, you'd be like, oh, there he's trying to fly again. He's super Grover, you know. Oh, goodness. All the things. All the, I, I, it would be interesting. I couldn't get over the nose. It is nose a weird is, nose. It's a weird nose, man. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah or like okay. Gonzo. Is Gonzo on Sesame Street? Or is that like a Muppet? That's a Muppet. That's a Muppet. Yeah, okay. but they have, don't they have similar noses though? No. Maybe they don't. Okay, never mind. Gonzo right. has that like crooked nose. Oh, what does Grover have? Like it's like a a bulb. Oh, I'm thinking of Gonzo. <laughs> Wait, mind. is Gonzo the one with the chickens? No, Grover, Grover, Grover has the chickens. chickens. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're getting way off way off track here. All right, you ready for another one? Hey, let's do it. Can't get any weirder than that. Uh, okay. Oh, gosh, what was the most embarrassing thing you've done while on a date? Oh gosh. <laughs> Um, all right. I'm going to bring this way back again. We talked about, uh, me playing in a band, right? Yes. Just, I think around the same time. So I used to work with this girl cause I worked at Abercrombie and let's never talk about that again. You seriously did? I did. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, she was, she was super hot and then we became friends and then we had like this lunch date. Right. And it was like, okay, Hey, let's go out. And we went out to lunch and then we had like another date follow up. Okay. Well, I was terrible with money. At the time, very terrible and uh, may or may not have maxed out my credit card to buy her a dinner. And then on top of that, I like mentioned it because we were talking and I was like, yeah, I have no idea why (laughs) I said that. And then obviously, yeah, (laughs) she she didn't. We didn't. Obviously, we didn't. Nothing else. Crombie guy. (laughs) And I couldn't at the time. That was that was a um, was a life life lesson. Yeah. Lesson learned. So yeah. I don't have any credit cards now. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, I went total opposite directions. So there you go. Well, trying. at least you learned. Oh, goodness. I hope so. <laughs> what about you? Oh, gosh. Uh, for me. Uh, I have a story for one of your, maybe not dates, but uh, oh, gosh, if you don't tell it. 
I, I, this is my worst one by far. Uh, I was on a date. It was in high school and it was a horrific date. Uh, it was so bad. It was going terrible. I almost like it was the, where I was. I could have walked home and I almost did like it was that bad. Okay. Anyways. So I was, I've done this so many times in my life. I can't believe it happened again, but anyways, <laughs> so excited. The anticipation. <laughs> I was crazy. trying to text my bestie. This is the worst date I've ever been oh. on. I texted right to him. Yeah. I've yeah. heard this story. It was before. a really awkward ride home. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. I was like Support so excited guy. about this date. And then he was just awful. I was like, what in the world? And now he's your husband. No, he's not my husband. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we, we did talk about. Uh, I did do your, that to my husband. I was too. about to say your husband, didn't he? Uh, didn't he like, he was like so ready to see you after like seven weeks, I think, of you guys being gone. Oh, that was when we were dating. Yeah. No, before we were dating. And he was like so excited to see you. And you were like, uh, no, dude. I'm, no, that yeah. wasn't how it went. <laughs> <laughs> That's this how was, I remember the this story. Was before we were dating, we were in the study room and I was trying to text Bree, my roommate, that I was, I think I, I think I'm starting to like Taylor and I texted uh, straight yeah. to Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. He like this. started looking at me really weird. And I was like, what's your deal? And then I looked down at my phone and realized what I did. And I ran out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta check that. I know. You gotta check those. Things. Maybe have you learned your lesson, Lauren? I mean, I really hope I don't do it again. I check my phone a lot. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Goodness. All right. We're out. Yep. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.